0: Yes. Please be seated. Please be seated. Hey, we have a great thing going on here this morning. Uh, and are you are you ready to to listen to what great thing is happening? Yeah, right? Oh, where is Pastor Rich? I saw Pastor Rich somewhere. Pastor Rich, can you please stand? There are a lot of new people that don't know Pastor Rich there. Yay. Oh, uh. Uh, Pastor Ritz, thank you. Please be seated. Pastor Ritz, uh, he loves me, you know. (laughs) He loves me. Yeah, he's my favorite pastor, uh, other than my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I have good news for you. Um, The Lord has laid in Pastor Ritz's heart to give his time for ministry, to serve, to disciple, to continue to mentor, to teach, to lead, all the things that he has done before here, God has laid in his heart and said, I wanted, he would, he would want to continue to do here at the church. Right? Yeah. So he called me and my wife and said, hey, uh, can I take you out for a meal? that's a miracle itself (laughs) and we did you know and we had this great conversation so pastor richie is back he is back yes i heard him say i'll be back you know so he's back and we will uh let the lord use him continue to use him in this church uh, to spread the good news and to make disciples of jesus christ so pastor rich this is your church we're so glad you're back we love you uh we hope to see what the lord will do through you here again and Susie, Susie, who is not here she'll come maybe in february or march at that time we'll give her a warm welcome right so come on church yeah yeah They were not faking it, Pastor Rich. You know their heart. They truly loved you, and we love you. We are glad you're here. Yes. All right. So that's one exciting thing, right? And more exciting stuff are coming here. You're reading John 8, 9, and 10. John chapter 8, 9, and 10. If you are new to the church, we are reading the book of John. And we are at chapter 10 today. So you can join us. You can go back home, read from John 1, and catch up and follow us. And I'm preaching from what we read throughout the week. Okay? Today I'll concentrate on John 8 and 9. <clears throat> Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. What is one habit? What is one spiritual habit you would like to cultivate to in positively influence other people? Okay? What is one spiritual habit? Or what is one habit that you want to cultivate to positively influence other people? Okay. I want us to talk about, think about that today and I will share from two stories from the bible that may help you to contemplate to meditate and may the spirit of the lord inspire you to give that one habit when i was in university doing my master uh, i got a news that uh, my sister younger sister uh, was pregnant okay now this is a big deal most pregnancies are very joyful there's great joy when people are pregnant Say, hey congratulations uh, you're, you know, you're going to have a baby. Well, I mean, this pregnancy was out of wedlock. Okay. So it's a big deal for us because my sister, we, we are a pastor's kid. Okay. And a uh, pastor's kid, and that's not the stuff that you do. Is, and more so where we are, where we were born, very strict. And, and so it was a big deal. And now there were more stories to come. What had happened was, um, my families. Uh, I have a big family and I'll share about our, my family later. So my family had taken my sister uh, to the house of the boyfriend so they can start life together and family together. When they went there, there was a human barricade from the boys' family, all the relative has formed a human barricade and did not allow my sister come, to come to that place. She was not allowed to go into the house and they chased her away. Right? What they were saying was that she was not worthy to be a wife of their son. Uh, and... Um, When I heard that news, I was... I was angry. I was heartbroken. And I was helpless. Uh, And many of you know I don't have a father. My father died when I was 11 years old. So, uh, my sisters, they're like... I'm their father. You know? So I went to the bathroom... I turned on the water in the dorm, and I cried. I stayed there for a long time. You know, and I said, Lord, what am I going to do? And I started thinking about what I can do to harm them, you know, uh, or to say things. But the Spirit of the Lord was working with me, and it became about my sister. So I wrote a long letter. There was no cell phone those days. No Facebook, Insta, or Snapchat, whatever you know. I wrote two, three pages of letter just to say that says I love you, I care for you, I will be there for you. Whatever you do, just know that I'll be there for you. That's the gist of the letter. Her boyfriend told her to abort the baby, you know, not to keep the baby. Um, I found out later on. That my sister said she will keep the baby. So when I went home during Christmas break, I was able to hold the baby girl. It was so good, you know. And that baby girl grew up to be a very God-fearing young girl. Yes, very reliable. Very consistent, a woman of substance and character. And she is doing a PhD in one of the most prestigious universities in India right now. Yeah. Yeah. And she was with Maya and my wife taking care of us. Uh, compassion first, conversion later. Compassion first, conversion later. Imagine, imagine having the feeling that you don't have to, you don't have to condemn anybody. Right? Just imagine your life that you get up in the morning and you have this freedom that I do not have to condemn anybody today. Right? I mean, you get up with this feeling and you get to the point where Oh, I don't have anyone to condemn today. Wouldn't that be such an inner freedom that you will have? Right? I mean, how many of you are friends with people that condemns you? Right? Yeah. Or, my be- my, I want my best friend to be a person that condemns me every day. Right? I don't know. I don't know at what point of time or life in the church that we thought condemnation is a great brand message. Right? We're going to come up with this branding message that will bring people to the church, that will allow people to flock to the church, and our branding message is what? Condemn. Yes, we are known to condemn people. The church is known for condemning people. Right? This is not a rumor. This is not fake news. This is a reality that church and Christians are known for condemning people. This is our brand message. It is our brand message that leads the church that is nowhere found in the Bible that the Lord Jesus said, condemn not. I did not come to condemn the world. You cannot find in the Bible from the beginning till the end that the message of the church should be condemnation. You didn't find that. No. So, when did we make condemnation as a branding message for the church? One spiritual habit, one spiritual habit of our Lord Jesus Christ is that He always asks the right question. He has the habit of asking the right question. Right? Look at this. Uh, Where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? He didn't condemn her. He was just asking the question so that she can come to the right answer by herself. The Pharisees, they brought the woman... And say, Jesus, we found this woman uh, committing adultery. We caught her in the act. We want you to uh, stone her to death. The Pharisees were keeping the law. They were working hard to keep the law and to kill the woman. You, get, you see? They want to keep the law and kill the woman. And Jesus was trying to save the woman by keeping the greatest commandment. And that is love. Compassion. Compassion first, conversion later. Compassion first, conversion later, right? Are you friends with people who condemn you? Do you want to make friends? You are looking for people that are going to condemn you and say, I want them to be my greatest friends. You know, see the irony is, if you go to, see this is what people do, right? We'll do that, I am doing this for your own good. I mean, there are people uh, in our life that are just great at making things right. They will be the one to put things right. To put the person right, right? They are the one that sees the smallest mistakes. And, and say, I got to do this. And I'm doing this for your own good. Right? So let's say we go to this uh, woman that has committed adultery and say, Woman, you make me so angry right now. Because you committed adultery, right? You make me so angry. And I'm telling this for your own good. And you're pouring your passion out to her. And you are threatening her with punishment. And say, I'm threatening you with punishment of hell. Because I love you. (laughs) Yeah? Because I love you. I'm doing this for your own good. I'm fixing this for you. See, the irony is you totally are out of control. You lose control in order to save somebody. Why does this thing happen? When your life has been conditioned and you're brought up and you're defined by what you do, what you have and what people think of you, You hear that? When your life is rooted and defined by what you do, what you have, and what people think of you, you will have this addiction and the need to condemn people all the time. But when you are rooted in Christ, and your identity is not based on success, power, and popularity, right? you will come to the point and say, I am not going to condemn people. I'm going to try not to condemn people. I'm going to give control over to Jesus. And you will experience this inner peace. You get up morning and say, I'm going to go to a mistake-free church. Right? And you come to Santa Clara First Baptist Church. How many of you are new? Our members are perfect. I'm I'm just letting you know, right? They do not make mistakes. But this pastor, he makes mistakes all the time, you know? And you come to a church that the pastor is making mistakes all the time. I am sorry, this is not a perfect church because of me, right? And people judge me, and I'm okay with that. Right? So when people judge me, that is light compared to my need to judge other people. That is heavy. That is oppressive. You judging me is very light in comparison to my need, my addiction every day to condemn people. That life is exhausting. That is an exhausting life, my friends. How can you be free from that? When the sun sets you free, you are free? Indeed. Indeed. What is one habit you would like to cultivate to positively influence other people? Condemnation? No. How about compassion? Yeah. Try compassion. Right? Compassion first. Jesus did not even share to say, if you commit adultery, I have created hell, you will burn in hell and live there eternally. There was no conversation about hell or heaven right here. He was just showing he who has, is without sin, take the first stone and cast on that woman. That's all he said. He was silent. He didn't say anything. He just simply rode on the ground. He who is without sin, cast the first stone to this woman. When he looked up, there was nobody. There was nobody. And and he said to her, neither do I condemn you. Hey, neither do I condemn you. And then he added, don't do it again. It's not good for you. This wasn't good for her. And so Christ saying, Don't do it again. He wasn't condemning her, he was just letting her know this is not good for you, so don't do it again. See? Asking the right question, the habit of asking the right question to come into the right answer. My friends. Casting the first stone means the first person to criticize. The first person to criticize. The first person to find fault in people. That is casting the first stone. How do you break that habit? Would you want to know? Yeah, some of you. Thank you. Three of, three of the imperfect people. Others are all perfect. So. Self-critical examination and contemplation. Okay? Okay. Self-critical examination and contemplation. When you do that, you don't have time to think about other people. You will know that you do it. I know it. I can't wait to come back here to fast and pray. When I was in India, I couldn't wait to come back here and fast and pray. And I did pray. And it was so good because I was thinking about I was keeping watch over me. I was keeping watch over me every day so I didn't have time to condemn you. Self-critical examination, contemplation will keep you from condemning people. You try it. You won't have time. When you keep watch on yourself, there's so much work to do within yourself that you don't have time for other people. You don't have time to get angry at what they didn't do. Hey, how are we doing? Yes? We're doing good? Yes. I want to add, add another story, right? So, here. You remember you guys gave money for the orphans in Nagaland? Yes. So we bought, see? We bought the shoes. We bought clothes for them, right? Uh, you sent all these nice gifts for all the kids. Uh... You know, I realized that that this compassion had gone ahead. Christ has gone ahead of us because of this. Because when we share in the church, we didn't say, oh, let's buy the shoes so pastor can share the gospel. We didn't say that way. We were just buying it. But Christ has gone ahead. And what happened was, because of the conversion happened, The two white t-shirts I showed you and the red t-shirt, they were saved January 1st. Right? See? Compassion first. Conversion later. Does it make sense now? You don't have to manipulate to make things happen. Just love somebody as they are. And see what the Spirit of the Lord will do. Serve first. Theology later. Right? There's another story. Chapter 9. A blind man. And you say, Is he blind because of the sin of the parents? Or his sin? Whose sin is it? That this man is blind. My goodness. How do people arrive? I mean... Well, I, I think I'm also like that, I guess. But I mean, how how do we get there? You see a blind man to whose sin it is. <laughs> it is amazing. But that's what we do. Christians are judgmental. We are known for judgmental. So we have this uh, board and staff committee. We call a consultant. And we met for the whole day and we decided, oh, condemnation is not a good word. So let's change our mantra and brand. Let's come up with a good word. You know what we came up with? Judge. (laughs) Great marketing strategy is going to judge people. You will not find in the Bible, Christ said, judge not. See, Paul said, don't judge. James said, don't judge. How did we become judgmental people? Where did we get this from? That outside the church, we are known to be number one on being judgmental. Theology first. I judge no one. Christ said, I judge no one. You know, he answered and said, whether he is sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that I was blind. No, I see. There was no spiritual law. You know, imagine if I am I go to this blind man and say, hey, blind man. Four spiritual laws, right? Hey, blind man. God loves you. You're a sinner. Christ is the answer for the sinner. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you want to do the believer's prayer now? Amen. All the time theology. When this guy was healed, he didn't know that it was Jesus that healed him. This was a total stranger. Jesus just put took the clay and mix it with saliva and put it on his eye and go washing and he washed and he was and he didn't know who did it read John chapter 9 Jesus did not heal the man to preach the gospel he was just serving there was no theology involved in there but we when we look with our uh, theological lens. Okay. By the way, all of us are theologians. Okay, because immediately we say, "Is that biblical?" Right? When somebody do think, "Oh, he is eating burger, we are fasting and prayer, is that biblical?" <laughs> Pastor son has given up meat for the whole month. Is that Christ-like? Everything. Is that written in the Bible? Right? So, oh, a young couple is staying together. They're living together. They're not married. Is that biblical? God said, don't judge those who are outside. In fact, if you want to judge, judge those who are inside. Right? And in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. But we have this double standard. Young couple living out there, they're not married, we judge them. Oh, they're going to go to hell. But what about us? When we have relationship outside our marriage? When we're gossiping with other people? When we're hating our neighbors? What about us? Who is judging us? Nobody, including your pastor. That is the reason why we're known as hypocrites. We have double standards. Are you, are you following me? Yes. Yeah, it's not very nice this morning, right? <laughs> I mean, pastor is having jet lag, so don't blame him, right? I mean, he will have a better message next Sunday. Yes. Not. This is it. I don't want us to be judgmental, condemning people. I don't want us to be that. That's it, right? So, (laughs) uh, uh, when Jesus said, later on, when the priests and Pharisees were trying to ascertain whether uh, this boy, this man that has been healed from blindness, whether this is from God or not. I mean, whether this is biblical or not. They were going through, is this biblical, is this from God, or is this from Satan. And he said, I don't care what you guys think of me. I was blind, but now I see. Right? So he was cast out. Say, you sinner, get away from us. And he was cast out. At that time, Jesus met him. And he said, do you believe in the Son of God? And the man said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? See? Service first theology later isn't that beautiful I want to show you a video uh, and uh, Mr. Andrew uh, will hit it for us a short video here of our trip to one, two, three, four (tose) Chichemo. 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 So the money that you gave us, we went to the school. There were hundreds of kids waiting there in the slum. And my wife did not preach. She said, Hey, can you sing us a song that you used to sing? And they sang the song. J. Bolo, right? Ishumasi, praised the name of the Lord Jesus. That's the song they were singing. After that, we fed them. And you saw the food that is fed. Service first. Will these kids come to the Lord Jesus Christ? I don't know. Will I have an opportunity later on to share the gospel? Maybe. If we do, I will. Theology later. Whose sin is that they were born in the slum? Whose sin is that that you're an orphan? Whose sin is that you're a widow? Whose sin is that you have HIV? Whose sin is that your husband died of HIV? if I am there I will never get to share the love of Christ just serve theology later when you look at people don't look with this judgmental lens, lens of is he a sinner? is he saved? does he go to church? should I invite him to Santa Clara First Baptist Church? oh this is going to be my prey. I'm a predator. I'm going to eat him and eat her and bring them in life group. We are always having this agenda. I'm going to invite him to here, invite her to here. I mean, what about having no agenda? And just serve them. So, what is one habit that you would like to cultivate to positively influence other people? Jesus had the habit of asking the right question, right? He asked, uh, has no one condemned you? Do you believe in the Son of God? And we hope one of these days that we'll be able to share the gospel uh, to the people here. Now, as the worship team is coming up, the importance of service First. So last week, I showed you the picture, right? Many of you were not here. Um, And my wife was actually in the video, the lady was there, the young girl in the white striped T-shirt. Her father is a a Hindu priest. The temple is right there nearby in the slum. So the grandmother was dying. She has lost all her hair. And she was just going to die. But our group, the staff, the pastor, they went and they prayed for her. And you know what happened? Her hair started coming out. And she gained strength. And she was able to get up. And she was well. So this Hindu priest's daughter decided to come to our school and started teaching the kids. And she wants to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes? Yes. service first theology later compassion first conversion later let us be people quick to love if there's one habit that you want to cultivate how about a compassion right. let's be on our feet out of the sadness wherever you are wherever you have been whatever you have done wherever you have been the lord loves you after the song we're going to pray for you if you want to give your life to christ you want to rededicate just any prayer that you're going through difficulties you're going through come here we'll pray for you let us worship the lord god almighty